Thank you, everyone, and welcome back to the roundtable portion of the program. Today, we once again welcome Ion Community founder, CEO, and the co-host of the Voice of Loveland podcast, Pam Gross. Hello, Pam. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me again. And for the first time, he'll probably end up being my, who was Johnny Carson's guy that was always on, Tony Randall. So probably be the Tony Randall. Case of emergency break yeah, class. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I think it was David Letterman, wasn't it? Tony Randall. Oh, yeah, David, that's right. David it was David Letterman. It's a, we welcome in Joe Wessels, who has written for a variety, almost every publication here in the city of Cincinnati. The Post, if you guys remember it, City Beat, Business Courier, some stuff with the Inquirer. He hosts the From Cincinnati podcast, which check out. It's all about famous people that you didn't know were from Cincinnati. And he's also building up a nice little local media empire, starting with Loveland Local News. Welcome, Joe. Ah, thanks for having me. Okay. Here anytime you need me. Just pull, <laughs> pull me out of the, the closet there. I appreciate it. it, it like I said, okay. the show is like Meet the Press, and you always seem to see the same people there. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a rotation. So right. I guess one of you will have to I'm be like the, the Yvette Simpson of Loveland. Is I, that right? Exactly. Okay. And Pam, you can be the Peggy Noonan of the <laughs> Meet the Press crowd. Oh, I love her. <laughs> That's right, a compliment. Good. Thank She's you. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to talk about the Hamilton County elections. And like I said at the top here, this is going to be a series, so I don't want to necessarily go down each campaign, I mean, highlight the ones that we think are important, but I want to have kind of a bigger general discussion as we're in the early early part of the campaign season. And obviously, everybody's going to be like, but Donald Trump, last I heard, Donald Trump's not running for anything in Hamilton County, other than president that he gets run for and everything. He'll be the president of Hamilton County as well. Yes, yes, he he will. So, or Joe Biden or any of these people. I want to really focus on some local races and even throw in a little bit of a wild card, maybe something over there in Claremont County for you, Pam. Here's the way it lays out right now. In 2016, President Trump lost Hamilton County by almost 10 points. And since then, it seems like the the GOP has been losing ground more steadily, I'd say, to the Democrats, probably going back 10 years ago. But with the passing of Commissioner Todd Portoon, who is one of the giants, obviously, in politics in our area here, the Democrats and uh, a long time, there was a long time um, chair of the party in Hamilton County for the Democrats had retired. They seem to be a little bit more in disarray, and we'll talk about some of the candidates here, but I want to ask, I'll start with you, Pam. Seeing the numbers and how it doesn't look stacked well against the Republicans, do you think they have any strong chances for any electoral victories in Hamilton County? Well, I think that there are two offices that they do have. Both of their candidates are strong candidates, and I think that would be the prosecutor's office. That's Joe Dieters, who's been mm-hmm. a longstanding prosecutor. Left and came back. Went to the Left, state. Was yeah, the I was going to say it was the— treasurer of the state and then came back. Actually, fun fun little fact on this is the gentleman who's running against Joe Dieters is... Um, Fanon Rucker. Fanon- Judge Rucker. Judge Rucker. I know. Yeah, I always Judge- have a very difficult time. So we will call him Judge Rucker. Fun fact, though, was interesting is that about, what was it, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. he ran against Joe Dieters for prosecutor when Joe Dieters stepped down as state treasurer and ran as a write-in candidate. Right. And then Judge Rucker actually ran in, ran as a write-in candidate as well. It was the first time in the history of mm-hmm. Hamilton County that there was actually both write-in candidates. But and was, do you remember why? What happened? Presented that situation? Yeah, that was Mike Allen. Mike Allen. Yeah, former prosecutor was, had to step down in a sex yeah, scandal. Yeah, because he was having With my affair. former co-worker at the Inquirer, Rebecca Collins. But anyway, it was interesting because uh, Rucker actually got 42% of the vote out of a write-in yeah. candidate. Yes, so it was did. a very competitive race. So I think that Joe Dieters, obviously, that's a strong race. It is a race that the GOP pretty much has put. They're going to put a lot of money in it. And the chairman of the GOP... 
has pretty much said that that's their highest of priorities. And I've heard him kind of dismiss the fact that, as you said in the very beginning, that Hamilton County has been trending downward in a rep- uh, away from Republicans. And that has been true because they've lost all the major, I mean, look at what they've lost, commissioner seats, they've lost the sheriffs. They lost the clerk of courts. Yep. Uh, so they definitely, definitely have been on the downslide. The auditor. The auditor's been gone for yep. 20, almost going on 30 years. For the prosecutor's office, probably the most politically important office. And, mm-hmm. I, and a lot of the reason is that is because most of, if you look at when judges are appointed, they are typically assistant prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So you could probably kind of look at it as a farm club for judicial wannabes. Sure. And also, I think, too, is the Republicans often, um, they, they run on the law and order. They are kind of the law and order party. So they should be very strong in the prosecutor's race. If they're not strong in the prosecutor's race, I think there's a case to be made that, that all might be lost for the Republican Party in Hamilton County if they actually lose the kind of quintessential law and order. I mean, the sheriff, yes. Uh, some would argue that Jim Neal is, is the current sheriff who's running against Charmaine McGuffey, whether or not Jim is truly a Republican or a Democrat. He may it may have been because the last sheriff, Simon Lease, was very unpopular with his uh, rank and file. And his uh, underling, uh, the uh, chief deputy, Sean Donovan, ran was going to run again for his boss's position and, and lost because he didn't have the confidence of the rank of file and they ran, ran Jim Neal as a Democrat. Well, I think it's interesting what you just said because I think that when you look at the candidates – particularly for sheriffs and for the prosecutor. That's where you're going to see in contrast in regards to their philosophy. Because you've got Joe Dieters, who is a very law and order kind of guy. And then Judge Rucker has basically said, look, I'm not going to pursue anything with the death penalty. I'm going to be focused much more on the fact that we want bond reform and that we want... It's bond reform. It was... um, Oh, he's also about... the death penalty, for sure. Yes, he does definitely on that. The other thing, though, is he doesn't believe that the prosecutor's office is diverse enough in regards to the population of Hamilton County, and Mm -hmm. that's a big focus for him as well. And then when you look at going to the other race that I think is very strong for Republicans as well as the sheriff's office, you've got two extremely different candidates. You have the Republican, who is Bruce Hoffbauer, and then you have Charmaine McGuffey, who won the Democrat primary against, as you just said, Jim Neal. And you talk about differences in philosophies, you don't get any more different than those two. Yeah. Uh, because she is all about criminal justice, progressive criminal justice reform. He is all about the fact that we need to focus more on the law and order side of the crimes and petty crimes and drug crimes and prostitution, and that there needs to be a more cohesive unity among law enforcement officers. And I think that's, it, it, it is truly when voters go, it, it is two totally different philosophies. I know I spoke with both of you about this off mic, but I kind of want the audience to hear this too. I'm originally from St. Louis, and St. Louis is a Mm -hmm. little bit different uh, politically in the fact that the city is a separate county from St. Louis County. So think of it this way. It would be like if Cincinnati was its own county and then there's Hamilton County. We're not like that. We're all one and the same. So when you talk about these, this trend of going more and more blue, and I mean, when you're getting into double digits, it's becoming Hamilton County's becoming a Democratic stronghold. But all of us live out in the suburbs. And when I drive here, I see the Republican signs everywhere where we go. So I guess my question is, why are the Republicans just really looking at running in these few races and not trying to – is it just become so difficult for the Republican Party in Hamilton County that they can only focus on these races that they're going to concede 
the county commission or they're going to concede the clerk of courts. I mean, well, what's your notion, Joe? What do you think on that? Well, I mean, there's there's the, the general, I think, thinking a lot of uh, a lot of people believe is that the demographics have changed dramatically in Hamilton County. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case as much as maybe some of the thinking has changed with uh, younger people moving into the city who tend to be more liberal with older people. Um, frankly, they're no longer with us. So some of these philosophies don't hold true. And there is some migration to the outer ring exurbs like the um, – Butler County, which remains pretty conservative, um, not pretty conservative, very conservative. Yes, very all Republic, all the, all, I, all the done, county, I've done quite a few work, uh, work sure. out there. It's very conservative. Yeah. So all all the outer, all the the uh, counties that surround Hamilton County in Ohio are all conservative strongholds. There, every office in that county is held by a Republican, and I don't think there's any chance of that changing, unless I don't know of an exception. I don't, can't think of any exceptions in any of the Claremont, Warren, or Butler that has a um, Democrat in office. Even though those counties all have very active Democratic parties, they don't have anybody anybody holding those offices there. So I think that the trend has been for a long time for more urban environments. And, and, and Hamilton County was the last urban county in Ohio to go blue. Yeah, uh, that is right. When I first moved here, it was still very, very Republican. Sure. You go Cuyahoga County, Franklin, which is Cleveland. Uh, Franklin is Columbus. Then um, is it Lake County for Toledo? I f- yeah, I, and I, then Mahoney I, County, which is Youngstown, are all pretty, pretty Democratic strongholds. And then Hamilton County was the one kind of holdout, and now it's uh, it's it's trending definitely on the dark blue, dark purpleish, bluish kind of kind of thing. And that might be just an indication of what's happening: the urban revitalization. Younger people are are much more liberal. I'm surprised when I talk to young people how liberal they are, and they aren't like liberal in the sense of. Brawl burning, flag burning type. They're more like common sense liberals who they are, or like you know, this is just how we want to see the world. We see we see the world that we identify with. Um, you name it, any number of financial uh, or fiscal policies, I'd say, or uh, social policies. Those those tend to be more in line with the Democratic Party. So the urban areas get more concentrated and more densely populated. Then it's going to trend more towards the Democratic side. I I actually, Joe, I agree with you in regards to why Hamilton County is starting has been trending more toward Democrats. And I agree because I think a lot of it is younger people are more liberal. The thing is though, they're also more diverse. So they're, it's not necessarily that they embrace necessarily big, huge liberal ideas and Mm -hmm. philosophy, but they do, they are much more diverse and they're much more open in regards to who they marry and, and, and the cross cultures and all of those kind of things. Those things, honestly, they shouldn't matter anyway. I mean, yeah, they they really shouldn't, but, but I, but I agree with it. The thing is, there is it, it, what is interesting about these races that are coming up and in Hamilton County in particular, because there's some very ominous signs for the Republicans. And I'll, I'll be full disclosure here. I am a registered Republican. There are a lot of ominous signs here that the Republicans are not paying attention to. First and foremost, and I mm-hmm. mentioned to Ryan uh, off mic in regards to this, and I mentioned it at one of my Republican meetings. It's interesting that Hamilton County is not just the west side. No, Hamilton County also is in the east side. And yet all the focuses that ever come from the Hamilton County GOP leadership is all focused on the west side, which I find interesting from the perspective that the west side has always been a very reliable, conservative Mm -hmm. Catholic voting voting base. And if you look right now, 
they are focusing all their time, money and, and energy and attention on the west side, completely ignoring the east side. I don't understand that. And that is troubling. Because if you're shoring up your bit, if you have to go and shore up your base on the west side, you guys are in trouble. I mean, mm -hmm. you're in big trouble. And I think you saw that in the sheriff's primary when you had Charmaine McGuffey yep. and you had Jim Neal. Mm -hmm. Because Jim Neal, first off, they're both west siders. They both yeah. grew up on the west side. And I know she lives downtown now, but she, her family still lives. I think she's from Price Hill. I don't know Hill. much about her, honestly, but yeah. But anyway, my point is, is that she won 70% of the vote. I mean, she crushed him. And I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, if she had that much support on the West Side. And I know Bruce Hoff, Hoffauer, who's running for sheriff, he yeah, is also from West the West. Guy. He's yeah. a true West Sider, too. Side, you know, well, and he has, police family. And yeah. he has a very deep root in the whole criminal justice system anyway. Sure. I think his wife was a officer. I know his daughter is an officer. His brother's an officer. Um, I think his, his father was a sheriff's. His mother yeah. worked for the prosecutor's office. I mean, we're talking very deep roots here. But my point is, is that there's some ominous signs here that do not bode well for the Republicans in regards to probably what I think are two of their strongest chances in the race. Let me throw something so. out that goes to both what you're both saying. And it's about the diversity. And how this is a changing area. And I believe, Joe, you said, you know, we're the last ones to go blue in mm -hmm. the state here. Well, and you see this a lot is as the Republicans tend to get more and more control, they tend to move a little bit more center. Whereas Democrats, as they start to get momentum, they tend to move left. I don't think I'm speaking out of line if I say Alicia Reese is probably a little bit more left than Connie Pillage. Alicia yeah. Reese beat Connie Pillage in the primary to run for the, uh, the Hamilton County Commission. Jim Neal. We don't know how left he was, but we know he went to a Donald Trump rally, which is probably <laughs> I think more than a one. But yeah, yeah, but that yeah. probably sealed him with the party. Mm -hmm. But that was a party primary. We're now talking about the county itself. Could part of the problem be that the Democrats are running new people? Judge Rucker is going to probably be Prosecutor Dieter's best competition since... Well, Judge Rucker. Gave, well, yeah, think right, about it. Right. He gave him a run for his money, you know, 16 right. years ago. So, um, yeah, so that's my point, though, is we, the Republicans, you've been looking at Joe Dieter's name every year. You've been looking at Steve Shabbat's name every year. It's all this establishment, even going out to where you live, Pam, in Claremont County. You have to see Gene Schmidt's name again. And you add on top of that the scandal in Columbus, which, which for, the, for the GOP, Hamilton County's kind of been out of it. All the Republicans down here did not vote for Householder as the Speaker of the House, but there is some connection. Prosecutor Dieters has some connections to one of the people arrested. Gene Schmidt has connections, obviously, to former Speaker Householder. And Steve Shabbat has his own problems, too, with right. not being able to keep his own campaign house in order. Exactly. So. so with all that stuff, the same names, the same people, is that becoming part didn't of— didn't even know who his treasurer was. <laughs> we all now know. <laughs> no, the treasurer didn't even oh, know yeah. he was the treasurer. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dad, I got something to tell you, right? <laughs> So so with all those issues, though, and the fact that the Republicans, you're looking at the same people that have been there for decades, could that be part of the problem? And as the dynamics change here, people are like, I'm just tired of this person. I don't disagree with anything you said there. I think one thing, just to go back to Judge Rucker, we talked about the fact that, you know, he gave Dieters a run for his money 16 years ago. And Dieters, uh, well, Matt back then to Dieters was coming off a little bit of a scandal. That's true. You know, at the state level, which was not covered very well no, in no, the Ohio. It wasn't. Or the, uh, it really Media. wasn't. The other thing is, is that Hamilton County has never had an African-American prosecutor. 
And that in itself, I think, is kind of an interesting dynamic, particularly mm-hmm. when you start looking at the population percentages and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're back to Judge Rucker, I think, is going to probably probably do pretty well. I, yeah, um, the campaign's pretty interesting but, with him and, and his connection now with, uh, you know, he, he resigned as a judge. Yes. And then he joined up, and it's really a franchise. He's not really joining it, but he created the, uh, uh, the firm here locally, uh, the Johnny Cochran firm. Now, Johnny Cochran... Many will remember him as the uh, attorney for... Uh, yeah, the glove fits, or the glove yeah. doesn't fit, you must have quit. Yeah, he must have quit, uh, who passed away like some nearly 20 years ago now, I think. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. It's been a while, and uh, but the Johnny Cochran firm is alive and well, and um, uh, Judge Rucker retired as a, or resigned as a judge and then and created the firm, and I don't think the, these are all moves that are tr- strategic to rally the African-American base in Cincinnati. You want to affiliate, if you're... Running for prosecutor, why not associate yourself with with uh, Johnny Cochran, who yeah. you know is is a is a hero in the in the African American community. So, and Joe Dieters is you know he's a a long he's a a big name here, but he's in um he's he's been around for a long time. So you can kind of say, well, you you had your that what they're doing like with Mitch McConnell and saying thirty six years is enough. I think between two uh this two cents prosecutor, I think Joe's gotta be going on close to thirty years as prosecutor here, I think, between before Mike Allen and post Mike Allen. He's been doing this a long time. So I think it might be the voters might be ready for a change to see what else someone can do. And Judge Rucker, you know, comes from uh he's from Indiana mm-hmm. and his uh father was on the uh Indiana Supreme Court. He was for, the first African American uh I yep. think Chief Justice, state chief justice, yep. I believe. His pedigree, I mean Judge Rucker's pedigree is pretty pretty uh, outstanding. It's just not local pedig- pedigree, it's Indiana pedigree, but he's got uh you know, his mother's an attorney, she's a Lutheran minister, he's got some interesting credibility there. I've met both of them and and socially and, and professionally, and they're both nice people. Both smart people, both capable people. I think they both would do a great job. It's just different philosophies. How do you want your prosecutor's yeah, I, office to run? I think that's what you're starting to see more and more is that we actually are having stark differences in our philosophy. And it really is going to be up to the voters to mm-hmm. decide which philosophy is more in line with what they think and how things should be governed. And And that's really, I think, what's driving more than anything is just that change in how we look at things. Mm-hmm. And that goes to what you said before in regards to the fact that younger people tend to look at that stuff in a very different kind of way. The other thing is, is, you know, I pointed out the fact that there's a lot of energy on the Republican side, on the West side, where at the expense of the East side. And I think that that's a mistake. And I live on the East side. And I think that's a big mistake because you need, the more you ignore the east side, the further away it's going to get from you that by the time you do decide that you're going to pay attention to it, it might be too late. And I, I, don't, and, okay, and I think the other, the, the other thing that's interesting when you look at the numbers that doesn't bode well for Republicans mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of emphasis on absentee ballots. Well, let me back up a little bit because when I pulled uh, the numbers to look at the primary, and looking at the candidates, and they were all, they weren't just the judges, they were all the candidates. Did you know that there were actually 50, they are an average of 54,000 Democrats cast votes in the primary versus 31,000 for Republicans. In, That's Cam- a, in Hamilton County? In Hamilton County. Yeah. That's a big gap. Yeah, and well, then, I, I would say, though, I mean, there was a competitive presidential primary, yeah. but usually that accounts for a, a 
big percentage, a but you're bit, right, that's, Pam. That's a that, big, that's that a a big gap. Yeah. I, and I agree. I think you do have to look at that because you're right. They had a contest, though one well, would argue at that, that point time, in time. Yeah. They probably didn't. But, <laughs> but about a week earlier, right. we did. <laughs> but the other thing, though, that's also when we, and this was as of August 10th, so this was very recent. The number of absentee ballots that have been requested, there's been 5,600, and this is in Hamlin County, 5,600 nons, no, no, neither Dems or Repubs, 5,600 people. Democrats, however, it's 7,900, and Republicans, it's 2,000. Mm. So that was a, kind of, that's interesting. Those are good stats because, and it's too early to tell, but there is a, a definite this is, this is going to be the most peculiar presidential election. And, and during a pandemic <laughs> yes, with Donald Trump and now Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, um, and Mike Pence, who at this point seems to be kind of – at some point I guess he'll get more involved, but he seems to be kind of um, – now as we're sitting here mid-August, he's kind of irrelevant because they just – or not. It's, it's an incumbent party. Well, right, right. Yeah, and they're, 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 they'll have the, yeah, it's, they'll have their time, especially next week, because exactly. we're sitting here right now, we're in the midst of the Democratic, Democratic National Convention. Convention. Yeah, and then the so, RNC's next week, right. Right, the RNC will have their, their go next week. But we, um, we don't really know yet. We kind of know, but we don't know for sure where, um, this could be a huge year in, Ham- in Hamilton County for Democrats. This might be bright blue, as blue as your shirt, and we can't see we're on the radio here. <laughs> But it's blue. It's, it's not a visual media, but yes. Thank yeah, you. it's a very, she's wearing a very, Pam's wearing a very blue shirt. This Hamilton County could be very blue, and that could be because of uh, Donald Trump backlash. There are people who can't stand him, and there are Republicans who can't stand him. And I, you know, they're, this could drive a lot of Democratic votes. Well, so, well let, let me, I mean, speaking And that of could me, make it very, make it a very blue year for the Hamilton County Democratic It could. Party. And I'm going to go back to my experience in St. Louis. We had a long-term prosecutor there. I mean, who was a Democrat, as a matter of fact, but uh, much like Dieters, Joe Dieters, is, uh, he was very well known. Nobody really ran against him, mm-hmm. anything like that. And then Ferguson, Missouri happened. And uh, somebody who was really, really upset about, who was in the riots, who's really upset, a young attorney challenged the prosecutor and beat him. And it was, it was, it sent shockwaves. And then even more, there's the, the congressional seat that sits in the city of St. Louis. The same family has had that seat since the 1960s. Well, they just got challenged by somebody who is an activist due to the Ferguson. And beat him, right? And beat him. Yeah, yes. that's amazing. So what I was going to say is going on in Cincinnati, like many cities across the country, had the Black Lives Matter protests, the George Floyd protests, things still going on. And something you were saying, Joe, about the backlash, but something else that goes along with it. I can tell you, all of those people that are out there protesting, they're being registered to vote right now. Absolutely. Uh, Alicia Reese is, she is in line at the Board of Elections getting people signed up right now. And that's smart, by the way. And I wish more, I I don't have any idea, I know, and I don't have any idea why the Republicans don't do stuff like that. Instead, they're so focused on going pounding on doors, and then they're pounding on- In a pandemic. And then in a (laughs) pandemic, and then they're pounding on doors on the West Side, which is typically supposed to be their, you know, strongest stronghold. But Ryan, there's something, though, I will tell you that I think that the Republicans, they can win. And I'm going to tell you why I think that. This defund the police, people don't want the defund of the police. And I'm telling you, we don't know what kind of an effect, a long-term effect that's going to have on this campaign because people get very scared when you say that, whether you are a Republican or whether you are a Democrat. And like I said, when you're looking at the sheriff's off a race Mm -hmm. and you're looking at a man who is running, who is saying, look, I'm all about law and order and not defunding the police. Mm-hmm. And then you have someone like Charmaine McGuffey, who's on the complete opposite, 
who wants, you know, progressive criminal justice reform. I'm just telling you, the defund of the police is the biggest thing that we can't, we don't know what that effect is going to be. And then we had such a horrendous weekend here with violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in Cincinnati. And then, yeah. yes. And then, I mean, we made national news. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Three, so three couple, shootings. And so yeah. now couple that with the defund of the police movement. Hmm. I'm telling you right now, the Republicans can win on that. Well, that's why I brought up my my. And they can win of, all the way down a ticket well, that's on what I that. Saying. That's why I brought up my experience in St. Louis and that the city is very separate from the county. So if you look at it, and this leads me to my other big question, is so you look at it. We are we have the city of Cincinnati, but we also have all the suburbs, and we have Indian Hill and Marymount and Wyoming, and uh, I don't want to leave anyone out. Cleves, I mean, you know, yeah. it's just all these different suburbs that are that are all, we're all voting on the same thing. The people in over the Rhine are voting on the same county slate that people out in Marymount are voting for. Mm-hmm. And you bring up that the way they're talking and hearing you both talk is Judge Rucker has ideas of what he wants to do. Charmaine McGuffey has ideas of what she wants to do with the sheriff's office. Whereas, um, I hope I say this right, Bruce Hoffbauer. Yes. Correct. Yep. You know, he, now, he does have his experience with uh, running the, was the city's vortex unit, I think. It yes. was a, a police unit that goes into very high crime areas and very kind of mil- militarized police, but he hasn't run away from that. So I guess my question is, if at this time in 2020... I lived in over the Rhine during the Vortex unit, yeah. and, and they were in my apartment at one point. I invited well, them well, in. No, I invite, I don't, I don't and they weren't militarized. They were just no nonsense. It, okay. it was a crackdown. Okay. It wasn't militarized. But I just want to make that clear. No, no, okay. Yeah. No, no, thanks. Please do. But mm-hmm. I, I was not here at that time. No, it was just a, it was just a no tolerance, zero mm-hmm. tolerance, like, hey, you just jaywalk. Come here. I'm giving you a ticket. Kind of like crackdown. We are tired of all this. I mean, I had an, uh, I, I could go on and on, but open air drug market, a block from my house, it went on for months yeah. and months and months when I lived over the Rhine. Yeah, so I was going to say, shut and, all that down. and his platform, he, he focuses on street level crime, yeah. which is basically what that was. Oh, yeah. There absolutely. was no, not, yep. yeah, it would, there was no tolerate. Yep. You didn't tolerate any so of that. So let me yeah. ask. There was this. no mil- There Except, wasn't like what you're seeing what, in Portland and that kind yeah, of stuff. What, no, it's not what that is kind it? The, it? It was called the broken windows theory. I yeah, think it's, it's kind it's of like, based. Yeah, if you don't of, fix a broken window, exactly. that essentially um, they'll break more windows, right? And, and it'll just exactly. spiral out of control. So, yeah. you so, but that's what yeah. I'm asking. Let's say with everything going on in my business, we famously say the election is dictated on what happened the last three months, yeah. and if that's the case, it's. Going to probably at the national level, it doesn't look as good for Republicans, and sometimes that that filters all the way down. But let's look at Hamilton County specifically, and let's say there's a big blue wave. Charmaine McGuffey, Alicia Reese, uh, Judge Rucker, and these are all accomplished people. I don't want to get this wrong, but in some ways, is this a strong slate of people that you can look at them holding these offices for years? Or is the progressive move to the left of Hamilton County, again, Hamilton County, which the mayor of Cincinnati is John Cranley. I don't think any of us would call him a democratic socialist. No. I think we'd call him a democratic Republican. But that's yeah. what I think some of us do. And you He's have a center like, left, more yeah. probably a center, center left. Or people again. like, rest in peace, Commissioner Todd Portoon. I mean, these that Democratic Party is not what this slate is. This slate is a very kind of left slate. Do you Todd think- was a rare kind of... No, he was. He yeah, was. he was a rare kind of politician. He, he was sure. a guy that could make a deal, which on, is, on, I, on, I say that with the utmost... Uh, yeah, on both uh, sides of the aisle. Yeah. He had a lot of respect for people. Yeah. He, Yes. So, but this slate, is it sustainable, I guess is what I'm saying. And if the Republican Party, and I'm going to ask you this, Pam, because I know you're going to love it. Do you have faith that the county party can actually learn from any losses and rebound fairly quickly 
and bring in some strong Republican candidates that work for the county? The shortest answer that I can give you is no. <laughs> I mean, but it does present an opportunity. I mean, Do I'm sorry. It- what, where, where in the world could you possibly work that you have allowed your party to get decimated where you can lose every darn seat that you ever used to hold? Like I said, commissioners, sheriffs, clerk of courts, judges. We have lost so many yeah. judgeships. And we're going to go into judges in a few weeks. Yeah. We, I think there's 12 or 13 judgeships up now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, but where in the world could you be in charge of something like that with a dismal record like that, and yet you're still in your job? Maybe that's not his job. Why do you say well, that? Because, well, but maybe, maybe his job is, uh, you know, that, that would be seem to be his job. I don't disagree with you there, but maybe his job is actually like, look, hey, it's turning blue here in Hamilton County, but I'm here to preserve votes for who Donald Trump or well, Steve Shabbat or Brad right, Winstrup or whatever. But that's the issue is I've seen this yeah. happen again and again, and it happened with the Democratic Party. They kept focusing on just a few races. And if you, there's 10 races and you only focus on three, that means you gave seven to the other side. And sure. is that yeah. what I well, think that's what's happened? But, well, I don't know but, that there's any but, way to, to change que- it. Though. But to your question is, the, the reality is, is do I think that this slate of Democrat, if they win, like Charmaine McGuffey and, and Judge Rucker, if they win the prosecutor's office, I'll be honest with you, no. I do not think that if Charmaine McGuffey wins the sheriff, she will not win the next round. I believe that because I believe that when it comes to things like those kind of offices, I don't care what your political affiliation is, you want to be safe. And if you're going to do anything that's going to make people feel unsafe, you're not going to keep your position. Plus, I don't necessarily think based on her background and the fact that you've seen her She's been fired and she's suing the police, the the sheriff's office, and then her arrest. And I don't know necessarily if she even has the political, what do you call it, the political acumen or the political personality to kind of deal with what is going to come down on her. So I, in regards to that, I don't think that's sustainable. But I am going to tell you, going back to what you said when I was criticizing the Hamilton County GOP leadership. Yeah. The reality is, is we have some pretty good Republican candidates that are completely just ignored because the Hamilton County GOP is so focused on the fact that they have to keep the prosecutor's office. Chairman Alex has gone on record that said this is the most important office and we have to keep it and it's all about Joe, Joe and Joe. Well, that's sad because we have someone who is running against Alicia Reese, whose name is Andy Black. He's young, Mm -hmm. he's dynamic, he has a business background, he was a Marymount council member, he was a a vice mayor of Marymount. My point is, is that, is he going to beat Alicia Reese? Probably Probably not. not. But he probably a pretty good candidate for longer term. Could, so he, what, what be, could he beat Stephanie Dumas, yes. the other county commissioner, and in two years? And I believe years? that he can okay. do that. And that's kind of what I'm but asking. He might be building yeah. up to it. And here's the thing. If you're out there being the Hamilton County chairman, okay, and you see basically that your, found, you know, your foundation is, is crumbling around you, you say what you can save. And if I'm an old school Republican who just has known Je- Joe Dieters for uh, three decades and I see him lose – I think that that is a bigger, a much bigger. The magnitude of that loss is far greater than the loss of Andy Black to Alicia Reese. Because if Joe Dieters can lose, oh crap, who else can lose? Yeah. We all we're all toast. You know, we're going to lose the county treasurer. We're going to lose the sheriff. We're going to you know we already lost. But don't you think that that reflection should have happened six years ago? That's my point. Is when you started losing, 
the commissioner's seats and you started losing the sheriff's office, why didn't you start doing a reassessment of, holy cow, you know, I don't want to lose the prosecutor. What do we need to do to prop this up? What do we need to do to, to, to attract good candidates and to support those candidates? See, that's what I'm saying is that that to me is what leadership is. And I don't believe that that has been occurring in Hamilton County. And I think part of the problem is exactly what you said, too, is that people are starting to look at this. It's like Steve Shabbat. Oh, my God, he's been there for 30 years or he's so, been there for whatever. How long has this dude been there? Well, then, okay, but then I can look. So I'm, I'm thinking about this and, and you know, and, and picking on uh, Chairman Triantafilu, you know, I mean, he's fair game. I mean, I, and let's be I'm fair. We're other, talking yeah. about the entire, there's a board, yeah. there's precinct yeah, executives. The yeah, yeah, Don't so. get me started on precinct executives. <laughs> well, yeah, but then there's this, you think about the other side. And what exactly has the Democratic Party done in Hamilton County to make this all happen? I, I don't see I'm, – I'm not privy anymore. I was at one point a little bit to the inner workings of, of some of the Democratic Party. I don't see any great master plan in place here that they're trying to to cultivate this. In fact, the Democratic Party, since Tim Burke has left, has kind of been a disarray on the Hamilton yeah. County side. So I, that goes back to my argument that this is really a demographic shift that may be inevitable. So – Alex is just trying to, that's Chairman Trianafilo, is former judge, I said Judge Trianafilo. He is trying to um, say what he can save. And if, you know, I, I not talked to Alex about this. I don't know anything that's going on inside his head, but my guess would be you want to save that pillar of Joe Dieters if you can. He's got a very, Fanon Rucker is a very formidable candidate. And uh, he's well known in the community. He's very well respected in the African American community. And let's be frank, Joe Dieters is hated in the african-american well they there was the, they dislike him great but i want to address something that you I mean, said it goes back to black lives matter too yes. which and you talk about um the defund the police again these are two two things if you ask me it's not black lives matter it's black lives matter also yeah. <laughs> it's like these tags are it's not defund the police they don't nobody who really the main the people of the mainstream the democratic party there are people that believe yes we need we don't need police departments but even police officers would say our priorities have gotten all jacked up. They're all screwed well, up all over the place. But right, right. But yeah. like Pam, you're talking about the defund the police idea is not a long term sustainable thing. And what I think Joe's saying, even what I'm saying to a point is right now it might attract people and it might get people like Charmaine McGuffey. It might get people yep. like Judge Rucker and this might help them get into office. But on the other side, to defend something that Joe said there, if you are the chairman of the Hamilton County GOP and you want to protect of Republican seats in Hamilton County. You also want to protect Hamilton County for the governor and for the president. Sure. And, and governor, I didn't you know, say that. Yeah. If you're looking at it, I mean, let's be completely frank here. Ohio is a battleground state between President Trump and Vice President Biden. They're going to be fighting here. We're lucky. We get to see all these commercials again and again and again mm. over the next few months. And if you're Chairman Alex, if you can win that prosecutor seat, which is probably going to honestly have the most votes, does that help you secure? I mean, he's, Trump's not going to win Hamilton County, but if he only loses by eight points, doesn't That's that right. help him overall in Ohio? Absolutely. So, I mean, do you have any thoughts That's what on I'm that? Saying. Yeah. No, I, and I agree with all that. I also agree with the fact that part of the reason why it's Hamilton County is trending blue, I agree, it's demographics. It's mm -hmm. just a population change. Yeah. But I also know, too, that there are an awful lot of conservative and very fiscally responsible 
people, young people. Mm -hmm. And my point is, is that the Republican Party does not do a good job. And remember what I said in the very beginning about it being kind of the the prosecutor's office being the farm club for judicial wannabes. Mm -hmm. Well, we should have a deeper farm club Mm -hmm. for candidates. And that's why I used Andy Black as a great example. We also have another guy who's a younger guy who's running for the clerk of courts against AFTAB. His name is Alex Glandorf. Anyway, he's a young guy. And he's a sports agent. Oh, he cool. works for one of the largest sports Never agencies around. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah. my point is, is that that's yeah. what I'm saying is I understand it is a population shift. I understand it could be a shift in a little bit of a different kind of a philosophy. But I also know that there are plenty of younger, nice and well uh, spoken, who energetic, who want to serve Republicans, and we just don't seem to nurture that. Hmm. And I think Democrats do a much better job of that. And do I think they? you've okay. seen that. And I think you've seen okay. that in the city of Cincinnati, oh, because yeah. look at it in regards to the city council and how much it has shifted. I well, mean, you sure. had, you know, you had Sittenfeld, young guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. To some degree, you can see it, Tamaya Denard wasn't that old, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not. Well, John Cranley was 25 when he was first elected to city yeah, council. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. He he actually spoke at my college right after he, <laughs> oh, really? he was running for council. Yeah. Huh. My point is, is that Republicans just don't do a good job. And I look at that as a leadership problem. So. Well, we're going to have plenty of time to discuss all this. This is the amuse boot, let's say, for what's to come here. And I appreciate both of you guys chiming in on it. But like you said, Joe, this is, we're in middle of August and we're in one of the most, in my opinion, I've been alive on this planet 45 years, one of the most extraordinary times and the most extraordinary election I've ever seen. So before we leave, Pam, where are people going to find you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Loveland Pam. I also have a Facebook page, Pam Gross. But more importantly, you can find me on our Eye on Community website, as well as uh, you can go and look at our numerous podcast shows that we have, our family of shows, Eye on Loveland, High Heels and Politics. And then, of course, now we have Backyard Politics. But you can find me at Pam at IonCommunity.com. And then Joe... <laughs> People want to reach out to you. Oh, I'm really hard to find. Um, (laughs) If you Google Joe Wessels, you can find pretty much everything. But lovelandlocalnews.com, fromcincinnati.com, the podcast by Joe Wessels on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Flickr, LinkedIn. Am I forgetting any? Oh, TikTok, Tumblr. Uh, (laughs) TikTok only for a few more weeks unless uh, Microsoft can get that deal. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, all the social networks. I'm everywhere. And I update them at least once a year. Okay, that's hey, that's that's better than most. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Now for a few final thoughts here on the topic. First, I do want to thank Pam Gross and Joe Wessels. We keep forgetting Pam is former councilwoman Pam Gross. We talk about how everybody who's in elective office they retain their last title. So I need to remember to we need to we need to remember to keep referring to her as former Councilwoman Pam Gross. So thanks to the two of them, and especially thanks to you guys for coming on in and listening. I want you to join the conversation here because this is extremely important. This is an election. I mean, we've said it. We said it during the show, an election unlike anything ever, but all elections are important. You need to go out. You need to get registered to vote. It's uh, here in Ohio. I know there's a little bit of confusion here and there. We're going to be one of our other shows, High Heels and Politics, is going to be talking about the very specifics of how you are supposed to vote. But 
it's it's nearly September. It is nearly campaign season. And it's very, very important to go vote. And when you go vote, do get informed. This show is just one tool. We're sitting here giving you our opinions on what we believe is important and our analysis on what we think might actually happen. But you guys, you need to go out there, get informed, know who these candidates are, because the day after the election, the election's on a Tuesday, the next day, that's Wednesday. And I say that in kind of a, I mean, not really a funny way, but I just say that because time does move on. It goes on. There's going to be another election. But these people who win, they're going to shape the world that is around us. And yes, the people in D.C., it's it's very important. It's hyper important to look at what they're doing. The people in Columbus, the same thing. But it's your county commissioners. It's your school boards. It's your your city councils, your township trustees. It's, these people really have a huge impact on your life. And that's why Backyard Politics is here to exist, because we want to focus in on those elections that don't get a lot of airplay. They don't. We don't talk a lot about them. We don't see a lot about them on the news. A lot of these candidates, they don't have television commercials that they run or radio commercials. So that's why this show is here. And we want you guys to really, really know who's on the ballot up and down. In the future, near future here, we're going to be talking about judicial candidates. And that's a very interesting one in itself because they do not run with a party affiliation. So a lot of times if people just want to vote all Democrat or all Republican, they the judicial candidates get lost. And sometimes they're like, oh, I'll just vote for that person because I saw a sign. That is not the way we should be voting. We should be voting based on being informed people. And if you have something to say, you want to be part of this show, we want you here. Pam and Joe, they're, they're people, they're friends of mine, they're people I know. I want your voice in here, too. If you want to be on Backyard Politics or you know something we should talk about, contact me, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at Ion Community. That's E-Y-E-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y dot com. Drop me a line. Tell me what's important to you. This show is still evolving and changing. We're using this election as kind of a, an incubator to make this show work. But once it's all done, we're going to be here and we're going to be talking about the decisions that are being made at the local level and how they do affect you. And I want you guys to be part of that conversation. With all that being said, this show, Backyard Politics, is a production of Ion Community. The show is written, engineered, and mixed by Ryan Kulik. And guys... That's, that's what we got for you today. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying the end of summer. I hope everybody is being safe. And I know I'm one of those people as parents have a lot going through thinking about how our child is going to be educated here. So um, just uh, be well, be safe, and we'll talk to you next time.